And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. You lost your magic. They knocked you off your game. Your Carlness went right out the window. What's with this Carlness? It's not even a, a real word. It's a conjunction, a preposition. It's a philosophy, a way of life. It's your name with miss attached to it. Bob, listen to me. If you'd have done what I asked you to and come in my dressing room before the show, you'd have known that you weren't supposed to come out here until I introduced you. Jack, I tried to get into your dressing room, but I didn't have a nickel. I understand you're pretty funny as a DJ, and comedy is a kind of hobby of mine. Well, well actually, it's a little more than just a hobby. Reader's Digest is considering publishing two of my jokes. Really? Yeah. From Hollywood, it's time now for... Honey Dollar. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the vivacious Lisa Wolf. In this hour, Joseph Julian stars in a sci-fi tale of X-1 from 1956. But it's time now for TV Jeopardy! Lisa Wolf Trebek will play audio clips from popular TV shows. I'll try to name the show while you play along at home. Right, Lisa? Right, Carl. So we're going to do 1960s Part 2. Okay. And I'm just thinking, you know, this goes back to the days where we didn't have streaming services and yeah. a bunch of channels, but we had some <laughs> good, wholesome television that we, we had all like watched. Two, five, seven, nine, thirty-two, and, and 11. channel eleven, right here in the Chicago area. I'm sure right. across the country is others, but we had like five channels, and I think we all and we were like. Gosh, there's so much to watch. Right, but here's the thing: we all watched all of these shows yeah, because that's, that's what right. we watched. That's all there was. So I feel like you'll know you'll do really well on these, but we're going to have a little bit of fun here. Okay. So the first show was on from 1962 to 1971. Allow me to present the newest sensation of the entertainment world, Jed Clavin. You know, Clary Lee, the paw's acting like a darn fool. <laughs> sure does look funny. Oh, she was so cute. Oh, so funny. Donna Douglas or something, I think her name was. Such a great show. I reckon the men folks in this family just ain't got good sense. All right, I know what it is. Right. I don't remember that episode, but I do. I do know what the TV series is. The Beverly Hillbillies. That's right. CBS, 1962 to 71, featuring Buddy Ebsen, of course, mm-hmm. and Clampets. And, um, you know, the story is told in the little song at the beginning. And we can yeah. all sing it. We won't. Yeah. But, I mean, Tell how you a little story about a man named Jed. I said Jed, we won't, purposely. mountaineer barely really kept, kept his family, family fed. fed. Then, then one, one day, day he was shooting at some food, and up from the ground came a bubbling brew. Crude. Right? Oh, crude, yeah. Right. Crude oil, oil, oil that, that is. is. All right. So um, that's the story, and we all know it and remember it, mm-hmm. which is telling right now. I mean, if, the fact that we could actually still, still sing it, that's sing what it I'm saying. Without even hearing the music or anything. You know what? I think we could sing all of these. So Probably. that's going to be our wow. job. Wow, okay. All right. Well, here's the next one 1963 to 1970. Well, hello, hello. Hi. Kate. This is going to be the smoothest ride to Hooterville you ever had. 
You mean we aren't taking the cannonball? <laughs> what took you so long, Kate? I was finishing up my shopping list. Kate, we got a schedule to maintain. Well, so have I. Supper schedule. Which do you want to maintain? Chicken and dumplings? And blueberry pie. <laughs> Oh, I gotta get this thing fixed. It keeps running fast. <laughs> I mean, the voice of the woman there—that's that, B. Benedict. Right. I was gonna say Kate Bradley. And, and she I know was in everything so on, on radio. I mean, she and then she was um, Betty Rubble on right. the Flintstones. That's exactly why I wanted to make sure to get her voice in the. Clip. Yeah, that's Petticoat Junction. It sure is. What, At where the Junction. Woo woo. Petticoat <laughs> Junction. So, what are the name of her three daughters? That I don't remember. Come on. I don't. Billy Joe. Bobby Joe and Betty Joe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and with Uncle <laughs> and Joe. And brother Joe. Uncle Joe. So another one. And of course, the success of Petticoat Junction led to a spinoff, which was? Um. Oh, yeah. Green Acres. Right. Yeah, Green Acres. Let's hear it. Now I remember. This is the present that I bought you for your birthday <laughs> three years ago that you didn't <laughs> three get. Three years ago. It was one of the nicest birthdays I ever had. What do you mean by that? Oh, uh, nothing. I bought it for you to put it out on the terrace of the penthouse in New York, but they couldn't get it into it's the elevator such a great to print show. up, so I put oh. it in the storage. You wow. mean to tell me I've been paying $96 a year to store that? Oh, my gosh. Don't you like it? It's a genuine Stravinsky. Stravinsky. Who's Stravinsky? All right, so that is obviously Green right. Acres. Eddie Albert, Eva Gabor. Yeah. And sort of the opposite of the Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah, oh, the, yeah. The concept really right. is the opposite. They moved from... From the rich to the to the country. Yeah. Um, from New York Speaking City. of Green Acres, you know, I, I had two acres once. I stepped on a rake. But anyway, next. Mm-hmm. Is the man doing his job? The Baron covers most of the front page. (laughs) I wish they'd have checked with me first. I'd have told him to just forget it. (laughs) Time nuts. Just his voice. I know. Just doesn't fit in with my idea of a public servant. I mean, this was a joint effort of a town, not (laughs) just one individual. And what they really ought to do is just plain forget it. (laughs) He He just is funny. You know, of course, Andy was great. This Andy Griffith, Andy Griffith show, show, of course. On CBS Andy from... was amazing. But when you add Don Knotts to the That's mix, right. holy cow. Right. And of course, we have little Opie, Ron Howard, oh, back yeah. in the day. Yeah. So this was on from 1960 to 1968. There are 159 episodes in black and white, and then 90 in color. It switched over. Wow. Yeah. Right? Isn't that something? And I'm pretty sure um, Danny Thomas. Yes. It was, was one of the producers or creators I mean, along with it origi- originated partly from an episode of the Danny Thomas yeah. show. Yeah, wow. So that's where wow, it began. Wow, 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 Exactly. Wow. What more can you say? Is that it or one no, more? No, I'll get you another one okay. for you. Let's see. This is my favorite. Daddy? Hmm? Where'd I come from? What'd you say, Rich? <laughs> I said, where'd I come from? Uh, well, uh, <laughs> uh, that's what I thought you said, honey. <laughs> Did you hear what Richie just asked? Yes, I, I heard, darling. Where did I come from, Daddy? Well, Rich, it's uh, that's kind of uh, complicated. I, I don't think we have time to <laughs> go into it right now. <laughs> well, we have the time. Well, I don't know, uh, uh, honey. When do you think we might have the time? <laughs> uh, man, he was he was just spot on. I mean, I know. Just his little hesitations in his speech were so great. We're talking about. Dick Van Dyke right. here, of and course. This was the Dick Van Dyke show yeah. created by? Um, I I would imagine he was partly created, and Rob Reiner, 
Carl Reiner. I mean, Carl Reiner. Exactly. I mean, and um, um, this was on CBS from 61 to 66. Yeah. And it starred, of course, Dick Van Dyke and Mary, Mary Tyler, Tyler Moore. Moore. Two of my favorites, those two. Yeah. So Rosemary Moore. Awesome. Amsterdam. Thank you, Lisa. You're welcome. I hope you had some fun there. Absolutely. Sure did. It was fun going down memory lane listening to those clips from yes. famous TV shows. When we come back, it's a sci-fi adventure of X-1, so don't go away. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. If you call within the next few hours and you want to join the classic radio club at 815-900-7535, Lisa or I will call you back. Leave a message and Lisa or I will call you back over the next few hours while we're doing the show. We'll call people back while the classic radio shows are playing. At number 815-900-7535 if you want to sign up for the Classic Radio Club, which we uh, would love you to do. It is uh, one of the ways uh, we support the show, and um, we love you if you want to join the club. And we, we love you anyways, we do. but we love you we'll anyway. love you a little bit more. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, and you can get uh, CDs sent to you. I almost said cassettes. We don't, we don't send out cassettes. You can get CDs sent to you every month or digital downloads. 815-900-7535. You ready to talk to some of our listeners? Right, and it's a good place to ask questions. I know some people yeah. like to clarify things and go over some things. We can answer all your questions, sign you up. You can give us a call anytime throughout the show and leave a message. Yeah, all right. Well, right now it's time for X-1. This was actually a revival of an earlier science fiction series called Dimension X. Dimension X ran from 1950 through 1951, and then four years later in 1955, the same people that produced uh, Dimension X said, let's uh, do a revival of that show. We'll call it X-1, and this was more successful, lasted until 1958. And Ernest Canoy and George Lefferts adapted uh, really the best sci-fi stories of the era by um, Isaac Asimov and Ray Bradbury, Robert A. Heinlein, Frederick Pohl, and adapted them and aired them on the radio with uh, really the greatest supporting actors on the East Coast because this was a broadcast from New York. Actors like Louis Van Ruten, Bob Hastings, Lawson Zerbe, Mandel Kramer, uh, Mason Adams, Jack Grimes. This particular episode stars Joseph Julian. It's called Bad Medicine. It's from July 10th, 1956. Here's part one now of X minus one. Countdown for blast off. X minus five, four, three, two, X minus one, fire. From the far horizons of the unknown come transcribed tales of new dimensions in time and space. These are stories of the future, adventures in which you'll live in a million could-be years on a thousand maybe worlds. 
the National Broadcasting Company, in cooperation with Galaxy Science Fiction Magazine, presents... X minus one. Tonight, Bad Medicine by Finn O'Donovan. But first... Farmers know they can't stop storms, floods, or droughts from ruining a crop. But they can make sure things like that can't ruin them by investing in United States savings bonds. Not only farmers, but over 40 million Americans in all sorts of jobs own 40 billions of savings bonds. And why? Because savings bonds are the easy way to start saving and to keep saving. And the money you invest in savings bonds mean protection now and ready cash when you need it in the future. Improving the farm, sending the youngsters to college, or planning your own retirement. These are the big things you can be ready for with savings bonds. And besides offering you a safe investment, each Series E savings bond pays you back $4 at maturity for every three you invest. Yes, you earn extra dollars while you save, so start saving now. For the big things in your life, be ready with United States Savings Bonds. And now, on with our story. On May 2nd, 2103, Elwood Caswell walked rapidly down Broadway. It was a gentle, misty spring day, and the air held the smell of rain and blossoming trees. But Elwood Caswell didn't smell the rain and the trees. He just gripped the loaded gun he had in his pocket. He didn't want to use the weapon, but he was certain that he would. This was justifiable. You see, Elwood Caswell was a homicidal maniac. Why shouldn't I kill him? Hey, look out, will you? Oh, sorry, sir. Only the other day he said to me, Elwood, you're looking very well. What business is it of his how I look? Hey there, Elwood! Elwood! Huh? It's me, Marty Klein. I work on the jet buses with you, remember? Oh, yeah, of course. Hello, Marty. Uh, forgive me, my mind was, uh, was on other things. Yeah, I know how it is. A couple of weeks ago, I was walking around in a fog so thick you could cut it. Yeah, really? Sure. Preoccupied, you know. I had this idea in my mind. You too? Yeah. The same person? Huh? Were you troubled by the same person? My wife. Hey, you okay? Oh, 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 yeah. Yes, yes, of course. Well, I had this idea, see? I was going to get rid of my wife. Kill her? Kill her? I mean, send her to a country for a week. Oh. You sure you ain't sick? No, I never felt better. Well, well, anyway, I was going to take a week off. Quit the jet buses. Hey, can you imagine? I've been a jet bus operator for ten years now, and all of a sudden, I feel like I, I can't take it for another minute. I know how you feel. And I was going to take a trip all by myself. A trip? To where? To the farthest place I could think, to Mars. I was just going to pick up and take a vacation to Mars. Silly, huh? I don't know. What happened? Well, I talked it over with Ethel. Your wife? Yeah. Ethel, she's a real sensible girl. You know what she did? No, am I supposed to? Well, Ethel went right down to that uh, home therapy appliance store, and she says, you got a home therapy machine that'll cure my husband of uh, this idea he can't stay on the jet buses? I've heard that those machines aren't perfected. They got them licked now. 
So, okay, she describes the trouble, and next day they deliver this thing, and, and boom, I plug it in, see, and... And? And a voice talks to me. It starts asking me questions. Yeah, what kind of questions? All kinds. Things I, I wouldn't even tell my own mother. You told the machine? Why not? It's only a machine. Yeah, I see your point. Well, then the machine starts to tell me a few things. And before I knew it, inside a week, I'm cured. Now, I... I can't wait to go back driving the jet buses. You don't say. So that's why I say I, I know how it is to have one thing on your mind all the time like that. This machine, what did it cost you? That's the beauty part of it. <laughs> By Ethel. Boy, she's a smart girl. After a week, she sends it back, see? She says it don't work. So all we lose is the deposit. Uh, I see. Well, I gotta go back to work now. Hey, ain't you working the jet buses today? Huh? No, I'm off today. Well, I'll see you, I would. Yeah, see you, Marty. Uh, what was the name of that place? Where they sell the home therapy machines. Yeah. Uh, home therapy appliances. It's right down Broadway, about two blocks from here. So long, Elwood. Perspiring freely, Elwood Caswell continued down Broadway toward 43rd Street. His friend Magnuson would be finishing work soon, returning to his apartment less than a block from Caswell's. Elwood gripped the gun tighter. How pleasant it would be to saunter in, exchange a word with him, and then... No. No, I won't do it. I don't really want to kill anybody. It isn't right. Think what'll happen. The authorities will lock me up. My friends won't understand, and... Mother. Mother would never approve. Still, if I see Magnuson... If I see his hateful, accusing face in front of me... Oh. This must be the store. Yeah. Home therapy appliances. Good afternoon, sir. Can I show you some of our home therapy appliances? I, I want therapy. Quick. Of course, sir. This way, please. Now then, this is our new alcoholic reliever built by International Combustion Motors and advertised in leading magazines. A handsome piece of furniture. I think you will agree and not out of place in any home. It also opens into a television set. Uh, look, what I need... A therapy, of course. I just want to point out this model need never cause embarrassment to you, your friends, or your loved ones. Notice, if you will, the recessed dial which controls the desired degree of alcoholism. You see, heavy, moderate, social, light, and <laughs> teetotal. A new feature unique in mechanotherapy. I'm not alcoholic. The New York Jet Bus Authority does not hire alcoholics. Oh, sorry. You've seen the type. No offense. I... Please. You seem rather nervous. Perhaps the portable anxiety reducer. No. Well, sir, perhaps if you told me just what you feel is bothering you. What have you got for homicidal mania? I beg your pardon? Homicide. The urge to kill someone. Oh. Oh, of course. Well, let's see now. Oh, pardon uh, me. Uh, have you worked here very long? A week. Oh, yes. Here's the ticket. This black job with the chrome trim. What is it? This, sir, uh, is a Rex Regenerator. Built by Planetary Motors Corporation. Handsome, hmm? Goes with any decor, opens into a well-stocked little bar, so your family, friends, loved ones need never... Will it cure homicidal urge, a strong one? Oh, absolutely. Don't confuse this with the little 10-amp neurosis model. This is a hefty, heavy-duty, 25-amp machine for really deep-rooted conditions. That's what I've got. Well, this baby will jolt you out of it. Big, heavy-duty thrust bearings, oversized heat absorbers, completely insulated, sensitivity range I'll over... I'll take it. Yes, sir. With me, right now. Now? Before it's too late. I'll pay cash. Well, yes, sir. It'll be a few hours before the warehouse can... I'll take this one here. Well, that's a floor demonstrator. Does it work? All of our demonstrators work, sir. Then I'll take it. I can't wait for a warehouse. I can't wait for anything. 
Have it put in a taxi for me. Yes, sir. Tell them to hurry. I, I want to kill my friend Magnuson, you know. Who? My friend Magnuson. Oh, of course. That'll be $400.59, sales tax included. After Elwood Caswell left the store, the clerk, whose name was Haskins, smiled to himself and lighted a cigarette. He had made his first sale. He inhaled. Haskins? Yes, Mr. Follinsby? Smoking, smoking. I asked you to rid yourself of that filthy habit. Immediately, Mr. Follinsby. Uh, I'll use one of those display model denicotinizers at once. By the way, I, I just made a rather good sale, sir. Oh, really? Yes, sir. One of our big Rex regenerators. Well, now, it isn't often we... Wait a minute. Where's the floor model? Well, sir, the customer was in an awful hurry. He was going to kill his friend. You gave him the floor model? Uh, yes, sir. Was there any reason why... Oh, I... grief, Haskins. Didn't I inform you we never sell a floor model? Oh, but, sir... Good heavens, I've got to get to him. What was his address? Address? His name, then. Well, he didn't say. Then his check. But he paid cash. You mean you just let him pick up the machine and walk out? Well, sir, he paid cash. He was homicidal, you say? Yes, sir, his friend. I don't care about his friend. Get the police. No, 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 no. Call the Planetary Motor Security Division. Quick. Yes, sir, at once. Well, well. Excuse me, Mr. Follinsby. What will I tell them? Tell them, you fool. Tell them that one of our customers accidentally got that display regenerator they sent us. The one they shipped by accident. They were going to replace it tomorrow. Yes, sir, the one they shipped by accident. Will they know? If they don't be more explicit, tell them we've sold the Martian model. The one for treating psychotic Martians. <laughs> Yeah, don't sell the Martian model, Lisa. The psychotic Martian Come model? Come on. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> uh, we're listening to Bad Medicine on X-1 from July 10th, 1956. Joseph Julian starring uh, other great actors in this, including Bill Britton and uh, William Griffiths. Uh, Fred Collins doing the announcing. Carl Weber on here. Fellow Carl. Only he spelled it with a K. What? Oh, come on. Don't do that. Don't spell it with a K. Uh, All right, we'll get back to X-1 after this short break. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, Sam Spade, Burns and Allen, Have Gun, Will Travel, Gangbusters, and Sherlock Holmes, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Carl Amari and I co host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. That's right. This is Hollywood 360 all across the country on a couple hundred radio stations. And we're heard all over the world on American Forces Radio's 
Um, Radio Network, The Voice, where Lisa and I and Mike Costella, Mike Bubble Bath Costella, can be heard each and every week. He right? looks very clean. Oh, yeah. It smells. Takes smells pretty, At too. least one bubble bath a day. Right, Mike? At least. Yes. Okay. A man of few words over there, Mike. <laughs> the man of very He's few. Busy. This is radio, Mike. He's you know? busy. <laughs> you give him too much. <laughs> you know, uh, I wanted to mention. I wanted to mention to all of our listeners. You know, we we realize that we're on a lot of radio stations, and that a lot of our stations don't carry the full five hours. We have no idea why. Right. I it mean, makes we no sense can't to me. even imagine why that it wouldn't want to carry all five hours, but. We're very honored to be on every one of our stations, whether they carry one hour or all five hours. But our listeners all across the country are not getting the full five hours if the station doesn't carry the full full five hours. So how do we rectify that, Lisa? Well, we have a podcast. That's a big word, Carl. <laughs> how many syllables? Rectify. <laughs> we, uh, we are able to send you every Monday... The full podcast of Hollywood 360, the full five-hour show. We also add a little little bonus, a little uh, extra treat for those who it's sign a cherry up. On top. It is a cherry mm-hmm. on top for those who sign up for our podcast at five ninety-nine a month. It's all it is five ninety-nine a month, and you get the full five hours each and every week. So it's like a buck fifty a week. That's less than a cup of coffee a week, Lisa. It's true, but get to the bonus. Well, the bonus, and you know, last week in the bonus was a pretty creepy episode, Murder Castle, which is a based on America's uh, first serial killer. It was on Lights Out, H.H. Holmes. Um, it was, uh, oh, man, that's a creepy episode of Lights Out. But anyway, we produce a podcast called Radio Rarities. Lisa and I are the hosts. Mike produces it. And Carl Shadow, who is an expert on uh, all of these classic radio shows, is our writer. He does a tremendous job. So that's like a 45-minute episode that's tacked on to the end of the five-hour Hollywood 360 podcast. That all comes to you via email every Monday. And the links never expire. You can... You can hear every every moment of Hollywood 360 throughout the week and uh, also the, the Radio Rarities podcast for only $5.99 a month. If you'd like to sign up, you can just go to our website, Hollywood360radio.com, Hollywood360radio.com, very top of the website. You can sign up or you can call, right, Lisa? Right. We have a, no, a number. Yeah. And if you call and leave a message, Carl or I will call you back tonight. Yeah. So here's the number, 815 815- Nine hundred seven five three five. So we will be your live operator this evening, standing <laughs> by for your call. Yeah, just leave a message, and then Lisa or I will call you back. Eight one five nine hundred seven five three five. All righty, and you can call anytime during the week, and uh, either a live operator will answer, or you can leave a message. Someone will absolutely call you back and sign you up for the podcast, or sign you up for the classic radio club. If you join the club. This podcast comes with it. It's all part of it. It's a bonus. So that's the number, 815-900-7535. We're listening to X-1. This is called Bad Medicine. Here's the conclusion. Meanwhile, Elwood Caswell had returned to his apartment and lugged the big black Rex regenerator into his living room. He put it down near the couch and studied it carefully. He was right. It does go with the room. 
Now then, let's see those instructions. Place for generator near a comfortable couch. All right. Plug-in machine. There. Affix contact band to your forehead. That's all there is to it. Just turn on the machine and it will do the rest. There will be no language problem since your regenerator communicates with you by direct sensory contact, patent pending. Well, that seems easy enough. Now, I'll just put the contact on my head and blast it. Hello? Elwood? Yes? This is Henry. Henry Magnuson. How are you, old boy? I'm fine. I wondered if you were doing anything tonight. Thought you might like to drop over for a game of chess. Game of chess, huh? You stupid oaf. What? Nothing. I thought you called me a stupid oaf. I was just talking <laughs> to my cat. <laughs> oh, I didn't remember you had a cat. I thought you hated cats. Oh, I do. Uh, this isn't really mine. It's a neighbor's. Uh, it keeps coming in. Oh. Well, what about tonight? Will you be alone? Well, yeah. You haven't mentioned to anyone that you're inviting me over? Not a soul. Why? Someone's looking for me, uh, a process server. Oh. Yeah, I've been avoiding him for days. I don't even leave word where I'll be when I go out. You can trust me, Elwood. I'm your best friend. Yes, you are. But not for long. Huh? Uh, just talking to the cat again. Oh. Well, will you be over? Yeah. In about an hour, okay? Yeah, an hour will be fine. There are a few things I have to do I've just first. gotten some new laugh records from the boys at the office. I got something here that'll really kill you. So long, Elwood. So long. I've got something here that'll kill you, too. X minus one will continue in one minute. Each of us has a personal reason for wanting to see cancer conquered. Steve Allen would like to tell you his. I have a wife and three wonderful kids, and when I think about cancer going to strike one American in every four, well, that's more than enough reason for wanting to see it conquered. I know that some people don't even want to think about cancer, but pretending it's not a threat, doing an ostrich routine, isn't going to get us anywhere. We've got to stand up to it and fight. We can fight, each and every one of us. Through the American Cancer Society, we can be part of the battle that someday will beat cancer once and for all. That day will come, but you and I have got to help. How about it? Thank you, Steve Allen. Remember, fight cancer with a checkup and a check. See your doctor once a year for a checkup. It's your best cancer insurance. And to help conquer cancer, send a check to your unit of the American Cancer Society. Make it generous. And now, on with our story. Taking the revolver from his pocket, Elwood laid it on the table in front of him. His face became suffused with hatred at the thought of Magnuson. He poked at the gun with a stiff forefinger. Magnuson, you no-good, shifty-eyed enemy of all that's decent in the world. The man who ruined my sister, Irene. The man who... Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Elwood. You have no sister, remember? No sister. Now, before you go off and commit murder, why not just try that machine just once, huh? Turn it on. Okay, now reach over and... 
Good afternoon, Elwood. I am your mechanical therapist. You may call me Gloop. Gloop? You seem surprised. It is a perfectly common name here on this planet. Gloop? Of course. I've heard it many times. Now then, I am scanning the material in your preconscious with the intent of synthesis, diagnosis, prognosis, and treatment. Yes. I find... Hmm. This is a most unusual case. Really? I thought it was simple homicidal mania. There is, of course, no such thing. You are obviously hallucinating a set of symptoms. Nonsense syllables to enable you to avoid the real problem. Oh? Hmm. A most unusual set of symptoms, I must say. Your pilot light seems to be fading. My light is not fading. I am merely trying to relate your symptoms to proven theory. Well, as long as you know what you're doing. Mechanotherapy is an exact science, Elwood. It admits of no significant errors. We will proceed. Good. First, the word association test. Fire away. I will proceed to give a word. You answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. Ready? Ready. House. Home. Planet. Earth. Hmm. Hmm? Uh, just musing. Now, fleeful. Fleeful? Fleeful. That sounds like a Martian word. Just give me a response. Fleeful, hmm? Okay. I can make them up, too. Marfouche. That's a pretty good one, huh? Made it up in the spur of the moment. Marfouche is very significant. It is a corruption of the Martian concept of fush clib. Very significant. I don't know any Martian words. Aha, noteworthy. We will proceed. Loud. Soft. Green. Mother. Thanagoyas. Pathamathanga. <laughs> How's that one? Arities. Nexothesmodrastica. Top that. Kateeth a snow hell gnoptices. Okay. Rigamaroo, Kalamazoo, Iggity Bibbidi Boo. Good. It fits the pattern. Pattern? Your neurosis. I can diagnose it now. Go on. You have a classic case of theme desire, complicated by strong dwarkish intentions. I could have sworn I was homicidal. The term has no referent. It must be rejected as nonsense. Now, if you'll just settle back on the couch, we'll proceed. At precisely this moment, a tall, gnarled, ugly man pushed his way through the doors of home therapy appliances. His clothing, unpressed and uncaring, hung on him like corrugated iron. When the clerk, Hoskins, approached him, he flipped back his lapel to show a small silver badge underneath. Sir? John Rath, Planetary Motor Security Division. Oh, yes, sir. Mr. Follinsby, Mr. Follinsby. Yes, sir. Hello, Follinsby. Mr. Rath. Uh... Well? So far, we haven't a single lead. You certainly never mentioned his name. Oh, yes, sir. Now, think. Is there anything significant? Is it serious, Mr. Rath? Mr. Follinsby, this man is homicidal. Won't it treat him? Homicide is unknown on Mars. It'll treat him for the most likely Martian sickness. What would that be? Theme desire, Mr. Follinsby. Theme desire? It's a Martian illness in which the victim feels cursed by the tree-like nourishing parent. Although, of course, Martians don't have parents in the ordinary sense. Well, Haskins? I, I remember one thing. He mentioned he was a jet bus operator for the New York Jet Bus Authority. Ah. Uh, one other thing. Yes? I believe, uh, yes, he was alcoholic. An alcoholic jet bus operator. Excellent. It'll be on his records. Get the Jet Bus Authority at once. Surely, Elwood, you remember your Gorisi. No. Tell me then about your juvenile experiences with the Thorestrian fleet. Never had one. Mm, complete blockage. My father... There is no you... such thing, of course. 
But... I thought we'd finally agreed on that. Okay, if you say so. Now then, since you claim you don't even know what agoracy is, tell me what you imagine it to be. Um, a forest fire. Uh, a salt tablet? A small screwdriver? Am I getting warm? A revolver? Uh-uh. What the heck is a Gorosee? Why, the tree that nourished you into puberty. No tree nourished me. You have completely repressed the experience. No tree ever nourished me. Mr. Caswell, let me try to explain your case as best I can. Somewhere in your childhood, your Gorosee, or parent tree, stifled your theme desire. Now, this gave rise to your present urge to dwark someone in a flendish manner. To what? To dwark someone in a flendish manner. Listen, you crummy piece of hardware. I have never had a Gorosee. I have no desire to dwark someone in a flendish manner or any other manner. All I want to do is put a bullet into Herbert Magnuson. Understand? All I want to do is kill Magnuson. Lie down, Mr. Caswell. We'll go over it again. My dear man, I'm not trying to insinuate that the Jet Bus Authority hires alcoholics. If you will just... Uh, Any luck? It's a dead end. Now, Haskins. Yes, sir. A man's life may be at stake here. Now, think. Was there anything else this fellow said to you? Anything? Well, he did mention the name of his friend. Of which friend? The one he was going to kill. The one he... Why didn't you say so? Now, what was it? Uh, uh, Magnuson. You sure? That's it. He said, I'm going to kill Magnuson. You know, just casually like that. Follinsby, see if there's a Magnuson in the Manhattan phone book. Now hurry it up. Yes, Mr. Caswell, you were saying? Well... Something about your Gorosee... Yes, I was saying I I think perhaps you're right. Naturally. But right about what, Mr. Caswell? Well, I think perhaps... Yes, I think perhaps I do remember my Gorosy. Ah, now, Mr. Caswell, we're on the road to a cure. Mr. Magnuson? Yes? Do you know a short, angry-looking, red-haired man? I might. Uh, thank heaven. Or I might not. Can you tell us where to locate him? You're a process server, huh? Certainly not. Don't kid me. Mr. Magnuson, this man is trying to kill you. Go on, you're full of happy pills. Elwood's my best friend. Elwood? He loves me like a brother. And if you think I'm going to stick some process server onto Mr. him... Mr. Magnuson, I'm not a process server. Your friend Elwood is a psychopathic killer. You're his intended victim. Can you get that through your thick skull? I'm trying to save your life. Yes? You're Elwood Caswell? Yes. The Elwood Caswell who bought a Rex regenerator early this afternoon? Yes. Won't you come in? Thank you. My name is Rath. Planetary Motors. Nice to meet you. Uh, have you, uh, used the machine? Oh, yes. I see. Now, Mr. Caswell, I, uh, 
I don't know how to explain this, but uh, we made a terrible mistake. The regenerator you took was a Martian model for giving therapy to Martians. I know. You do? Yes, it became pretty obvious after a while. Well, it, was a, it was a dangerous situation, especially for a man in your condition. Yes, the poor thing tried its best, but of course it couldn't cure what wasn't there. Well, then the, uh, the company will, of course, reimburse you for your lost time and your... Well, your mental anguish. Naturally. And we will uh, substitute a regular uh, human-type regenerator. Oh, that won't be necessary. You see... Uh, Mr. Caswell, will you put down that gun? Now, I warn you. I'm not going to shoot you. I merely want to turn this gun over to you. You do? Yes, I'm not going to shoot anybody. Do you mean that... The machine's attempt at therapy forced me to reappraise my whole self. There was an insight during which I was able to get rid of my obsession. You no longer want to kill your friend Magnuson? Kill Magnuson? Why, I haven't the faintest urge. Well, I... I, I must say, then, that uh, it worked out for the best. I, uh... I'll get back to the store and have him pick up this machine in an hour and... Oh, well, sir... Oh, uh, don't forget to take this gun. I... I won't need it. Of course. Uh, well, nice to have met you, sir. Uh, Good evening. Good evening. Did you hear that? He asked me if I still intended to kill Magnuson. Magnuson, that inhuman monster who cut down my Gorisy. Magnuson, the man who even now is secretly planning to infect New York with abhorrent fiend desire. Am I going to kill him? Oh, no. I wish him a long life, a life filled with the torture I can now inflict on him. Kill Magnuson? Oh, no. I'm going to start right now to dwarf him in a vlendish manner. <laughs> You have just heard X-1 presented by the National Broadcasting Company in cooperation with Galaxy Science Fiction Magazine, which this month features Honorable Opponent by Clifford D. Simak, the story of an Earth general with the distasteful assignment of meeting a delegation of unmilitary clowns who arrive as conquerors. Galaxy Magazine, on your newsstand today. Tonight, by transcription, X-1 has brought you Bad Medicine... A story from the pages of Galaxy written by Finn O'Donovan and adapted for radio by George Lefferts. Featured in the cast were Cliff Carpenter, Bill Britton, Alan Manson, Charles Webster, Carl Weber, and Joseph Julian. Norman Rose was heard as the machine. Your announcer, Fred Collins. X-1 was directed by Bob Maurer and is an NBC Radio Network production. Weekday, the companion and advisor to America's women, offers a new informative series on childbirth. It's the actual case history of a young wife following her through the late stages of pregnancy, childbirth, and postnatal care. You'll attend the childbirth courses offered at New York's Mount Sinai Hospital and even enter the delivery room for the actual birth of the child. Listen tomorrow for the real-life series, The Story of Birth. Then, on the same program, listeners can also enjoy more women's specialties. Kitchen Hints by Charlotte Adams. Child Care News with Dr. Francis Horwich. Vacation Ideas offered by Walter Kiernan. And another personal visit with your radio friend, Mary Margaret McBride. 
Don't forget the exciting dramatization each day from Taylor Caldwell's book, Tender Victory. Be sure to join Virginia Graham and Mike Wallace tomorrow on this NBC station. Follow the news with Chet Huntley tonight on NBC Radio. There's a name, Chet Huntley. I remember watching Chet Huntley on television when I was a kid. Uh, anyway, that is X minus one. Uh, quite the little promo at the end there, huh? Yeah, it could be in the birthing room. Times, oh, right. be in the birthing. That sounds like a lot of fun. Well, going in the birthing room. Well, yeah, with some if it's stranger. Your baby. Well, no, with some stranger having a baby. Oh, no well, thanks. That's different. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Don't I'm need gonna, to do that again. I'd rather watch the football game. It's okay. I'm yeah. good. Bad Medicine, July 10th, 1956, starring Joseph Julian. Hope you enjoyed that. Time for this month in music history. And we are going to continue with our theme of the 1960s. Here's the first song. In the city, waking for the man CCR? That's right, this is. So this is written by John Fogarty and first recorded by his band, which is Freedom's Clearwater Revival. Revival. Uh, Revival. Revival. Peaking at number two on the charts, and there's a cover version by Ike and Tina Turner yeah. released in 1971 that was also quite popular. Yeah, Rolling Down the River. This is called Proud Mary. Rolling on the River? Yes, but it's called Proud Mary. <laughs> <laughs> but those are the lyrics. Oh, all right. <laughs> I mean... If if someone said to me you could you could sound like one singer like you can sing like one singer right? this is the guy really yeah this uh, guy I'm a Bruce Springsteen fan no but yes I am <laughs> this guy's voice it's great nobody had a voice like like it's great like John Fogerty it's great all right thanks Lisa sure. more of Hollywood 360 after this. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. You won't want to miss our next hour. Orson Welles stars as The Shadow from 1938. Plus, we'll play Beat the Host, and we need a caller, right? That's right. This is all about Pat Benatar. Mm. She's turning 70 years old. If you would like to be on the air and play the game, All True and False, Give us a call at 312-642-5600. We're looking for caller number seven. I mean, it's true or false. I mean, you got a 50% chance of beating me. And we'd love to have a new caller. If you've never called before, this is your chance. 312-642-5600. We'll see you soon. Hi everyone, this is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me, listen now, search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.